This is the John Morris Show from the Big 12 Tournament in Kansas City on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. And that is it. The sellout crowd at the Farrell Center celebrates a Baylor win, a top 10 win in the Big 12. Baylor wins over Texas today. 81-72, Bears the final. Live from the Big 12 Basketball Tournament, the John Morris Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Flagler fires a three at the buzzer and hits it. And that'll make the final 73-58 to 58 as the Cyclones come into Waco and knock off number seven Baylor. And in this final game of the regular season, the West Virginia University Mountaineers will knock off number 11 Kansas State. The horn sounds. West Virginia may have just punched its ticket to the NCAA tournament. Inbounds to Tyson, spinning three-pointer right wing. No good, and Oklahoma State wins. The Cowboys keep their NCAA tournament hopes alive with a big road win in Lubbock, Texas. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 tournament here on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. KU will win it for an astounding 17th time in 20 seasons under Bill Self. Your Jayhawks are Big 12 champions. Porter Moser to shake hands with Jamie Dixon. Win column Sooners. Game over, regular season over. We'll see you at Kansas City at 6 o'clock next Thursday night. The Texas Longhorns authoritatively take down the third-ranked team, the defending national champions, the current Big 12 Conference champions. Now, live from the Big 12 Basketball Tournament, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. And good afternoon. This is the John Morris Show. Tom Barfield in for John, who is wrapping up and packing up and getting ready to return to Waco as we welcome you into the John Morris Show on this uh, Thursday afternoon. Aaron, it did not, it did not go the way the Bears had hoped it would go. No, and no, and uh, for a lot of the game, it looked really good. <laughs> you know, it looked like it. It was, oh, when they hit the shot good. at the buzzer at the, at the end of the first yes, half? Yes, especially the first half. And you're I mean, thinking, okay, this is a good deal. Jalen Bridges was just out of his mind, played incredible, shot incredible, but... Didn't miss a shot right. for the longest. Yep, but the second half, they just got dominated on the boards, and that was it. That was the difference. 44-17. Oh. That's the differential in the rebound. Now, Iowa State had more offensive rebounds than Baylor had total rebounds. Yeah, that's – you're not going to win when that happens. And I, I want to – we still don't have the full breakdown of the stats, but I believe the rebounding was pretty close at halftime, like within two or three, which makes that an even more kind of uh, astounding set stat 
because I think they out-rebounded them by over 20 in, just in the second half. It, it, look, Iowa State is a terrific defensive team. Right. Yet Baylor shot over 50% in the first half. Well over 50%. Uh, ended up shooting 45% for the game. You know, and yet they lose the game by six because they could not go get a rebound. And those second-chance opportunities for Iowa State were huge. So, uh, incredibly disappointing. What does this do for the Bears? I don't think it does anything. It may drop them to a three-seed but well, I don't think it depends think so. on which bracketology you look at. No, that's true. Yeah. There was one that had him at a three. There's one that has him at a two. Uh, well, you even, know, and Scott Drew says it all the time, and he's right. There's not a bad loss in this league. Uh, and I just don't think it does a whole lot when it comes to Sunday afternoon. Maybe no, I'm wrong. Well, I, I think that losing your last three will probably move them from a two to a three, is the only thing. Is that that big a deal? Two to three. Seriously. No, no. It really is. It really isn't. What about the rest? The thir- and, and I know, look, they got on a plane. They went there to win. They didn't. So what are the bright spots? You get on a plane and you come back home and you get a couple of days off to, to get off your legs, right? I mean, you got to look. Where, where, what are the bright spots? And that, I think that's one of them. That's probably the biggest one. You you get, you know, that's not what the team wanted or the the fans wanted, but now you get time to rest and you get time, more time to prepare for the NCAA tournament because you know you're in. You know you're going to be a t- uh, you know a high seed, so you just wait to see where you're going and who you're playing. We we've said it a million times that this tournament is not going to make or break your season. It just does not define your 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 basketball season for the majority of this league. There's basketball beyond this tournament. So if you're Kansas, if you're Kansas State, if you're Texas, if you're Baylor, if you're Iowa State, you're in good shape. And those top four teams, I just don't see a whole lot of movement one way or the other. And and maybe there is a little movement, uh, depending on how things go in other tournaments, depending on how things go in this tournament. but. If you're looking for a bright spot, they're going to be home before dark tonight, and they're going to get a chance to rest before they go play next week and before they start really putting in some work, getting ready for their uh, their first couple of ball games next week uh, in the NCAA tournament. I mean, that's to me, that's the bright spot you look for, and that's where you go with this thing. So we'll talk more about it as we as we go through the uh, the hour. Uh, we're going to hear from Scott Drew on the uh, post game, where he met with the media, and uh, we may even check in with John if we get a second. We'll uh, also uh, check in with Matt Mosley, and he's in Kansas City, and he's uh, he'll be on from four to six this afternoon, and we'll check in with him and see what what he's got cooking. So we got all those things for you. Uh, there's one other game that, that's underway. That is West Virginia and Kansas. This is the second of four quarterfinal matchups today. The second of four in the quarterfinal matchup. And the the Jayhawks are playing about 20, I don't know the exact number, but it feels like it's about 25 or 30 minutes away from from Lawrence. Right. I mean, I've made that that trip about 9 million times. (laughs) 
uh, from from Kansas City, from you know Kansas City's airport over to Lawrence. It, it's, I mean, look, it's not that big a deal. How, I mean, so this place should be packed for this West Virginia and Kansas game. And you know, go back to the Baylor Iowa State game. It was a home game for Iowa State. It's going to be a home game this afternoon for Kansas, and it'll be a home game for Jerome Tang and Kansas State. Yes. <laughs> Those three programs are playing at home. It's just the way it is. And the uh, Kansas-West Virginia game is at halftime. It is a defensive struggle, 31-23 to 23 at the half. Something about this tournament. Last With night, Kansas Oklahoma winning. scored Kansas 49 winning. 49 and a loss to Oklahoma State. Did not happen in the Baylor game, though. It, a few more points. No, it was. But particularly the first half, it wasn't. Right. It wasn't a – well, okay, so in the first half, Kansas uh, – Iowa State, rather, scored 38. Baylor scored 41. In the second half, uh, Baylor scored 31. Ten less in the second half for the Bears after scoring 41 in the first half. Now, pretty consistent for ISU. Again, 38 in the first half and 40 in the second half en route to a 78-72 victory. That's a, another quad one victory for Iowa State. And am I correct in saying that they're the, they've got the most wins against top 25 opponents in the country? The most wins against top 25 opponents in the land. And it's because they play outstanding defense. Now, Baylor got some looks in the first half. But by golly, they had to work for everything they got in the second half. That was a that was a different looking cyclone defense in the in the second half of the game. So, uh, so again, we'll get into that uh, a little later on as we go. A couple other quick notes as far as basketball is concerned. Uh, Jim Beheim, were you surprised by that announcement? I was surprised at how quickly everything happened. He said. It was up to the school whether he came back or not. He'd so like, what's that tell you? I think he had an idea. I think he had a real good idea. <laughs> well, and it ends up being his top assistant, right. you know, for the last five years and, and a guy that played for him and had been on his staff for over a decade. Uh, so, I mean, I'm sure he's not mad, but I don't think he was ready to quit coaching. No. <laughs> I don't it think there's any question like, about maybe, that. Maybe I mean I, I, I boy I hate to say it this way, but did he get fired? Well, it, it feels that way. Pushed out. Did well, you however see you want the release? Term it. Yeah. I mean, I read the release. There's not a single quote from Jim Beheim in the release. Nope. How many guys spend 47 years at a place and don't at least say, you know, congratulations to my assistant and it's been a great ride. Blah 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 blah. Nothing. Nothing in the release that I saw. From Jim Beheim, there was he was pushed in the press conference after their loss yesterday in the in the tournament, and that's when he said it's basically it's going to be up to to you know the the administration. And then the next thing you know, they're releasing a statement that says Jim Beheim's not going to return. Well, and they they promoted Adrian Autry, who has been who is the associate head coach, and like I said, has been on his staff for over a decade. He's been associate head coach. I think for five years, played for him. It's your dream come true to get the job, head coach, head coaching job at your alma mater, but Ooh, man, it's got to be tough. Yeah. It, it really does because you know there's no way he wanted it to happen like this with Coach Beheim wanting to return and them saying, nah, we're going to go ahead and uh, promote your assistant. Thanks, though. What about the Mark Adams situation at Texas Tech? Uh, making the release, making the announcement on, on game day? I thought that was a little... Interesting. 
Maybe a little odd, in fact. I think they I did that because there's so much else going. It's kind of like, the you know, they talk about the Friday afternoon news dumps, mm-hmm. you know, because nobody's really paying attention. And I, I, I think maybe part of it was there's so much going on with the Big 12 tournament that it'll get a little less. Of course, it's going to be a big story, but it'll, it'll get a little less attention today. If, and I don't think, you know, look, they're not going to get invited to the NCAA tournament. They're not. If they get invited to the NIT, do they go play? I don't think so. Why not? Well, no, yeah. If, I they, mean, if they do, yeah, I think so. I think uh, you ask the kids, yeah, the players. Do you want to play? And if they want to play, let them go play. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, th- I don't. I don't think that that the players would turn down a chance to keep playing basketball. I agree. And, and you know what? And for the kids that are coming back, it's a few extra practices, a few extra games. And just because they finished last in the Big Twelve doesn't mean they couldn't go to nope. New York and win. Well, is it in New York still? Is this know. the last year? Either this is the last year or last At season. Madison Square? Right. Yeah. Or, or last year was the last season in Madison Square Garden. Because I know they're moving it. But even though they're last in the Big 12, they could easily go win the NIT. So that's, that's an interesting story to follow. And speaking of tech, uh, in Texas, how about Chris Beard? Is he the Ole Miss coach? I don't think there's any doubt. I think it works out perfect because Ole Miss isn't going to get a coach of just looking at his resume, a coach of that quality most of the time, but with everything that's happened, it just kind of gives them an opportunity to get a, a, a top-level coach into their program that, that hasn't been relevant in my lifetime. I think they're doing their due diligence, and I think Absolutely. that may be why it's taken a little bit longer than, than they might want it to, but uh, I think they have to. Yeah, I think he will – I think he will be the head coach at Ole Miss before before Monday. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. A uh, couple of quick notes here. Baylor softball is on the West Coast. Boy, they're playing well, aren't they? 18-2. and two. <laughs> One last night over uh, Cal State Fullerton. They're playing Boston University right now in the first of two games. I still think this is an odd tournament for, from Baylor's perspective. How often do you have a weekend in the softball season where you don't have a game over the weekend? <laughs> I thought, you, I thought you made a mistake on the schedule. Nope. I asked you about it earlier. I was like, "There's no, you didn't put softball Saturday No Saturday, Sunday. no Sunday. <laughs> they played yesterday. They'll play two today. They're playing right now. It's scoreless against Boston University. The host program for this uh, Louisville Slugger Invitational is Long Beach State University. They'll play them later this afternoon, and then they play two tomorrow. And then they are done and headed back to Waco. So they'll get a little spring break, I guess. At least over the weekend. Right. So, and then Baylor baseball plays Mercer uh, beginning tomorrow night out of the uh, Southern Conference. That'll be tomorrow night, Saturday, and Sunday. So that's what's going on there. And those games, by the way, are now back here on ESPN Central Texas. Yeah, Baylor. Uh, baseball is. Yeah. So. And all the softball all season on, on uh, Cool 101.3. Exactly. And don't forget, one final note, uh, Nikki Collin and the Baylor women play Iowa State in the uh, opener of the Big 12 tournament for the Bears, and that will be tomorrow at 7.30, 7 o'clock for the broadcast, and that will be over on uh, 104.9 FM. So I think we've kind of touched base on everything. Let's get this thing rolling. Our coverage of the Big 12 tournament is presented by Jim Turner Chevrolet in McGregor. This is the John Morris Show. Tom and Aaron in for JMO on this Thursday. And time for a look at your ESPN Central Texas forecast brought to you by Richard Carr. Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac Waco is owned and operated by Proud Central Texans. To learn more about the dealership, visit richardcar.com. Your ESPN Central Texas forecast for this afternoon. 
cloudy and warm tonight. Remaining cloudy, scattered rain and thunderstorms throughout the evening. We'll see an overnight low near 60. Tomorrow, remaining cloudy, a slight chance of more rain and cooler with a high of only around 67. Currently 81 at ESPN Central Texas. Keep up with the Phillips 66 Big 12 Tournament on ESPN Central Texas. Join the John Morris Show and the Matt Mosley Show beginning Wednesday, March the 8th, presented by Jim Turner Chevrolet. The latest news and notes from the Big 12 Basketball Tournament with John and Matt, and it's all right here on ESPN Central Texas. Continuing coverage of the Phillips 66 Big 12 Basketball Tournament is presented by Jim Turner Chevrolet on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm has an office in Waco on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-8888. 80. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. The pain level was over 10. There's days where I just sat and cried and asked the good Lord to take me. And my doctor recommended that I go to Goodfeet and try the arch supports. So I put the arch supports in and took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Dave actually live the life they envision without their feet getting in the way. Since then, I've been doing so many things with my children. I went hiking this last summer with my daughter, something that I never thought was possible because I couldn't walk. 
There's people out there that made a product that changed people's lives. I am not an actor. I am an individual father and wanted to share his testimony with other people out there about my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home select BX Series equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. All right, 321, this is the John Morris Show. Nice to have you with us on this Thursday. The uh, Bears drop a 78-72 to decision to the uh, Cyclones of Iowa State. The Bears uh, quickly returning back to Waco. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know the schedule. I'd be interested to see what the schedule is. How many how many days that will they uh, will they take? How many days break will they take before they start getting ready for the NCAA tournament? Obviously, they will find out on Sunday night where they're going and who they will be playing. But, uh, you know, I've seen the East. I've seen the West. What do you think? I mean, you just – of course, it's just a gut. I mean, just a guess. Uh, so, uh, what, what, are, what are you thinking – as far as, you know, as far as the Aaron Sexton bracketology, you, you got them anywhere in, you know, I mean, are they going to Columbus? Are they going to Denver to, for the first couple of games? I mean, what do you got? I just don't, I just don't know. I'm, I'm, I would, uh, I don't think that for some reason, I'm looking at Joe, Joe Lenardi's I got him going to bracket. Denver. I think they go to to uh, to Vegas. That would be the second round. That would be oh, oh that yeah, would be yeah, next okay. week. That would be the following weekend. I'm thinking about this opening weekend. Sunday night they'll find out. You know what? What seed they oh, are? Yeah, where yeah, they're yeah, at? Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm guessing. I, I'm just guessing because I've saw Denver for about the last three weeks. Right, with them as the two and Alabama as the one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how it was. Now Joe Lenardi has them. Yeah, he he has them in Houston's bracket, but still in Denver uh, as the two seed. So they're on the two line right now. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember where Jerry Palm had them in, on the CBSSports.com uh, bracket. I think he may have had them as a three in the East. I just boy, it's, I've looked at that thing so many times, but we'll 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 see how it goes. I'm just curious what you thought. And right now, Lenardi, after the win over Oklahoma last night, has Oklahoma State as the first team out. First team out. I think he's wrong. I think they make it. I think that the the committee will I reward them for one. If they win today, they're in. I think. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I think. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think they got um, their hands full. And let's see. Uh. 
Yeah, and uh, Jerry Palm also has Oklahoma State as the first team out. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. I never see that. They usually have the same teams, but right. like the first team out for both uh, Jerry Palm and Joe Lenardi is Oklahoma State. Where right does now. Jerry Palm have Baylor? Do you can you see that as you check the CBSSports.com bracketology? Not let's see. I think they were over on the right side of the bracket the last time I checked as a three, not a two, as a three. So anyway. Uh, all right, it is, uh, while we effort that, it is 325, 25 after 3. If you just joined us, Baylor drops a 78-72 decision. After the game, Scott Drew meets with the media in the, uh, in the media room there at, t- at uh, T-Mobile Center, and here's the, uh, here's the press conference being led off by uh, the Waco Trib's John Warner. Scott, of course, y'all only played them a few days ago. What did y'all try to do different, and what do you think went wrong? Well, we tried to uh, get Jalen going on that matchup, and that worked. And then uh, 12 assists, 11 turnovers, that worked. Offensively, 72 points against the number one defense in the conference, that worked. Um, it came down to rebounding. It's period. It's it. Simple thing. Football, it's turnovers. Basketball, I mean, you got to rebound. And 22-11, Normally, we always win second chance points. Even if we break even, we win the game. So it, it was that simple. Um, want to, determination, effort, um, whatever you want to put in there. Um, we got to do a better job. And uh, as coaches, we'll do a good job this week prepping to make sure we spend enough time on rebounding. Are, are they just, Scott, a, a bad matchup for you guys? Does that play a role into this? They've got great length. Mm-hmm. They've got great size. I mean, how much does that play in? And I, I mean, there's always – there's always uh, uh, I mean, Superman's got kryptonite. So, I mean, there are bad matchups, yes. But I think you got to credit Iowa State. TJ's a great coach. they got a great program. Their guys really competed. They really played hard. Um they made some shots. Uh, I mean, uh, um, uh, Lipsy was five for ten, and normally uh, he's been struggling taking jumpers. And he made a big couple big jumpers. We knew uh, Gabe; we couldn't give him any threes, and he goes six for eleven. So credit him for getting open, them finding him. Um, and at the end of the day, the second shots, uh, uh, heart, toughness, uh, want to you just put all you want in there. But uh, we got to do a better job as coaches, uh, making sure that. Uh, uh, we prep our guys to win the the fifty fifty battles. But, but how like how do you how do you coach effort? Like how do you turn that around when you feel like effort Come seems to, practice to be an the issue? Next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have rebounding rims up for most of the days. Hey, on the back row, right side. Scott, uh, another big game, but maybe the biggest game of Jayla Bridges' career today. But the other guards went, or the guards went 9 of 31 from the field. It seems like they've been super hot this season, but they've lost it towards the end of the season. What do you guys need to do to get that back? I think uh, uh, this is that time of year where, uh, I mean, the Big 12 is the toughest conference. It does wear on you. And uh, the NCAA tournament's new life. Uh, new excitement. Um, the only perk to losing, we get an extra day off. Uh, fresh legs always do help. Um, but at the end, end of the day, 
if we're getting the right shots, we're going to make shots. Normally you play teams two and three times, everything's scouted, so shots become more difficult. And contested shots don't go in as much as uncontested shots. So it'll be nice playing people that don't have everything scouted. Hopefully we can get some better looks. Hopefully that can uh, – I mean, Jalen, we got good looks for today. And we just got to get better looks for everybody else. And against good teams, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Lipsy and Gabe are – I know Gabe was all-conference, first-team, all-defense. But, I mean, you could put Lipsy there, too. He set the freshman steal record. and uh, He's a tremendous on-ball defender. Um, they're big, best ball screen defenders in the conference. Um, so they do a lot of things well defensively. We'll stay in the back here. Yeah. Oh, hey, Coach. Uh, so I know you you always have a really positive outlook moving forward, and you play a defense like Iowa State back to back. It's got to be tough, but you also got to think third time could be a char, a, you know, third time a charm type of deal when you potentially see someone in the tournament of the first or second round with a similar defense like Iowa State. So do you think y'all going to be prepared if you see a team like that in the first second round? Again, I, I loved everything we did except for the rebounding, and that should be the easiest thing to control. So um, we'll work on that, and uh, I'm positive we'll work on that. We'll take two more questions for uh, Coach Drew here on the left. Uh, Scott, a lot of injuries you all have dealt with recently, Langston. I don't need to run through the list for you. You know, you know the guys you're coaching and the injuries you've had. How has that been challenging to get rotations down and figure out yeah. who's going to play what minutes or who will play? Yeah. Um, like I talked to Jalen, he mentioned it was confusing for a second to have to play the five, then he figured it out. How's that been tough for the team with yeah. that situation? I think everybody has injuries and everyone has to overcome next man up. And uh, we've had guys step up. We'll see. Uh, uh, hopefully, get Langston back for a couple days of practice before the NCAA tournament. That will help. Um, I know John was feeling sore and get him a little rest, help him feel better, uh, get him some buzz pop back. And last question. Scott McShafer, KCHB 41 here in Kansas City. You've known Bill for so long and yeah. your job has so many stressors and it takes a toll and I know health doesn't yeah. always take the precedent. It should. How, how that news strike you, I guess, this morning? Uh, we were all prayerful. Um, I mean, it, at the end of the day, we're blessed to play a game and God lets us do what we're passionate about, but uh, life is short and winning the game of life is the most important thing. And uh, um, I love our Big 12 officials, but in heaven, there are no bad calls, just so you know. So I'm excited about that and no losses up there so uh, uh, one day one day uh, uh, I'm excited for that but in the meantime it just brings the reality um, how short life is and hope, hopefully we get them out soon that is uh, Scott Drew and his uh, postgame presser after the uh, 78-72 Iowa State win it is uh, 331 this is the John Morris show the voice of the Bears and the voice of the Bears joins us now from Kansas City good afternoon sir how are you Tom, Aaron, thanks for covering. I appreciate it. Uh, we lose the game, and all of a sudden plans change, and we're leaving the hotel here at 4 o'clock to head to the airport and get back to Waco. So thanks very much for covering things there. Oh, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the game. What a afternoon, and, and we just we got to talk about Jalen Bridges. I mean, that was just a remarkable performance. First of all, I didn't think he was going to miss yeah. Yeah, he was nine of nine, right? To start yeah. his first nine shots and six of those were three pointers. And, uh, you could just, you could see it, man. You could see that he was had so much confidence in his shot. And, uh, the other guys obviously saw that too and were getting him the ball. So well done by Jalen. Remember, he was one for nine 
shooting threes against Iowa State on Saturday. One for nine. He had five points total. And he comes out against the same team. And you heard Coach Drew say in that postgame that they felt like they had an advantage there for him versus whoever's guarding him. So they drew up a lot of things for him. And, man, he made it work really well. John, and Scott addressed it a little bit. Uh, the rebounding is the difference in this basketball game. Can you explain it? I mean, that was a huge differential on the boards this afternoon, and really, it's what cost them the game. It was the game. I mean, that was the game. I think everything else, you look at pretty much every other category, and Baylor didn't do that badly. You know, they didn't shoot well in the second half, but other than that, they didn't do that badly. But the rebounding was just too much to overcome, and it was it was the offensive rebounding, but it was on the defensive end also. And I, I, Pat and I were saying we can't remember a game in which there was that big a difference, a margin in rebounding, 44 to 17. I mean, that's just – and it was 14 to 12 at halftime, okay? So Iowa State had 14 rebounds in the first half. Baylor had 12. That means Baylor had five rebounds total in 20 minutes in the second half. And, I mean, one part of it, give credit to Iowa State because they were really hitting the boards hard and really getting themselves extra shots because of that. And that was the difference. I mean, to be down that much in rebounding, there's nothing in any other category you can do to make up for that. We were just looking, and I told Aaron, uh, Iowa State had more – offensive opportunities more offensive rebounds than Baylor had rebounds and that is unheard of I mean literally unheard of 21 to 17 offensive rebounds to total rebounds and that leads to second chance points yeah and they had a ton of those and so many points in the paint you know ended up being easy shots after those offensive rebounds so um, but that was the key you know just getting extra shots after the offensive rebounds and uh, holding Baylor down even on the defensive end so I mean, Iowa State's a good rebounding team, but Baylor is in the Big 12 standings, Big 12 games alone, Iowa State was number one in rebound margin. But Baylor was number three, so Baylor is good at that also. But, man, the Cyclones just killed Baylor in that category today. I I think the only thing you can do is do exactly what you guys are doing. Flush it, get on the plane and come home, get a little rest, and then go watch the show on Sunday night and then go back to work. I mean, that's that's the only option I see. Uh, you're right. I mean, what else you gonna what yeah. else you gonna do? So get home and uh, you know flush it is is right. But they'll you know they'll learn from this hopefully. And I think they learned from the other two games, the previous two games against mm-hmm. Iowa State. I think they learned from that and had a really good game plan coming in today um, and executed it pretty well, except for that one glaring category of rebounds. Busy with John Morris as he uh, as they prepare to to head back home and. Uh, from Kansas City, where the uh, the Bears drop a 78-72 decision to Iowa State. John, I, we were talking here, and it depends on which bracket you look at, but today's loss, I, I told Aaron, I don't think today's loss uh, affects the Bears in any shape, form, or fashion. I mean, this is a two, no worse than a three, and we'll just have to wait and see where they're going. I think you're right. I think it might drop Baylor to a, a three seed. I don't have any way of knowing that for sure. But, 
you know, that's back-to-back losses to end, you know, this portion of the season, the, both to Iowa State. And, you know, by 15 points in one of those, and by six is what it ended up today, so not a devastating loss. But I think the body of work for Baylor over the whole season is very solid, and they may stay on that two line. So that would be nice, um, you know, if that happens. I think Baylor is very well regarded by the committee, and, you know, that's that's the bed we've made, and you got to lay in it now. So we'll find out on Sunday night, right? Exactly. Hey, we're going to let you go. We know you're uh, you're, you're trying to get to, uh, get out of there and safe travels, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks very much. Thanks for covering here in the three o'clock hour. Really appreciate it. No problem. Have a good day. Uh, that is the voice of the Bears, John Morris, says he uh, prepares to travel back to Waco after the seventy eight seventy two loss. Coverage of the uh, Big Twelve tournament from Kansas City is presented by Jim Turner Chevrolet. This is the John Morris Show. Tom and Aaron in for JMO, and we're right back with more in just a moment. Recently on Game Time, we welcome in the executive director of the American Football Coaches Association, Todd Berry. Obviously, when the state started passing their own legislation, then there's no chance for any kind of consistency. And so this idea that you're going to be able to fix name, image, and likeness, that's impossible because the NCAA or the universities, the AFCA, we can't overrule all the different state laws. So consequently, if you can't get some consistency across the board, everyone's going to continue to try to outdo the other. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Look at my key ring that Leslie gave me. He's got my English bulldog on it. It's so cute. Oh, you can't see it, but hey, that's it. That probably made a lot of noise in his ear, didn't it? Um, Probably so. It's pretty. It's my bulldog. Hey, if you got dogs, wait till my guys give you an estimate and then ask for a dog discount. I'll give you $200 off, but after they give you the price, because that way you never know if you're getting an actual discount. You better make this quick. We got four seconds. So give us a call at 254-235-4922. And God bless our puppies. Or fixitjimmy.com. And cats. Meow. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Listen to the John Moore Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. NeighborWorks Waco is now in their 30th year of assisting families in the Waco area and purchasing their first home. Today, over 3,200 families have been assisted, and these new homeowners have gained over $320 million in home equity through these years. Would you like to be a part of these results? Give us a call at 254-752-1647 or register to get started at www.nw-waco.org. Let NeighborWorks Waco open the door to homeownership for you you and your family. 
Hey folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. There are so many seasons upon us. March Madness basketball, baseball, and NASCAR. So needless to say, we are full throttle here at Jim Turner Chevrolet as we enter truck season. And here we go again with 0% financing on every new Silverado in stock. We have over 200 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, and folks, we will not be beat over price. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ryan Fox with an ESPN Central Texas sports update. Baylor softball has two games today, starting at 2.30 versus Boston University, and then again at 5 o'clock against Long Beach State. And you can hear both games on Cool 101.3 FM. The Colleen Ellison boys basketball team begins UIL state tournament play tonight with a semifinal matchup against Mansfield Summit. Tip is scheduled for 8.30 at the Alamo Dome. Mark Adams has stepped down as the head coach of the Texas Tech men's basketball team amid his suspension by the university. Texas Tech dropped their Big 12 tournament opener to West Virginia last night, 78-62. The Baylor men's basketball team fell in the opening round of the Phillips 66 Big 12 tournament, 78-72 to Iowa State. The Baylor women also opened tournament play with Iowa State tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Follow the Bears through March Madness on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Now from the Big 12 Tournament in Kansas City, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Again, John is, uh, well, we just heard from John. He is in Kansas City and preparing to uh, return to Waco with the team as they drop a 78-72 uh, decision to the uh, Cyclones of Iowa State. And uh, that was game one of the quarterfinals, game two of the quarterfinals, as the Kansas Jayhawks and the West Virginia Mountaineers going at it in the Phillips 66 Big 12 basketball tournament. About midway through the second half, and the Jayhawks with just a slim four-point lead at 46 to 42 yeah it's been a little a, surprised by that not really these tournaments are are weird you know it's a neutral court even though kansas probably oh, has a big, it's not a big neutral advantage court in but, this game <laughs> and you know it's i don't know there's always always upsets in in these conference tournaments well you know and, and i think it may have been coach drew that talked about it. this is your third time around because the big 12 plays around robin this is your third time to meet an opponent do you think there's very many secrets? I, I can't imagine that, you know, this is just about, hey, you line it up and I'll line it up and let's just see where this thing goes. But uh, it is a 46-42. Now, again, if uh, you're just joining us, there's all kinds of uh, things flying around on the Internet. And we all know that everything there is 100% accurate. So, <laughs> uh, Bill Self, the one thing we do know, Bill Self has had a, a medical situation and he is not – with the team today in uh, in Kansas City as the Jayhawks take on West Virginia. But uh, uh, again, KU, uh, the number one seed, leading 48-42 uh, this afternoon in uh, the second game of the uh, four. Now, Aaron, we, we just talked to John about positives and what you take out of this. And, and really, 
look, you you got you got smacked around pretty good on the boards. That's there's no there's no other way to look at it. I mean, that's just a fact. Forty four to seventeen, and again, we said it. Iowa State had more offensive rebounds than Baylor had rebounds, and that's just unacceptable. It is. If you're going to win and you're going to make a, a run in this tournament like you've kind of grown accustomed to doing, that's got to get fixed. That's got to get cleaned up, and it's got to get cleaned up in a hurry. Yeah, and then John mentioned they were almost even in rebounding going into the half, and what did Baylor have, five second-half rebounds? Something like that. I mean, just – just bad. You can't. You're not going to beat anybody with five rebounds in the second half. And, and it's unexplainable. I mean, yeah, it's not. There's been a lot of second half situations where the Bears just haven't played as well as they did in the first half. And I can't explain it. I'm not sure anybody can explain it. But it does occur with this team. Yeah, Kansas game at Kansas, the Texas game, mm-hmm. um, and there's there was a couple that. Those were two losses, but there was a couple where the same thing happened, but they were able to hold on and win. So, yeah, I mean, they've had some some trouble in the second half of games this year. That's that's for sure. And, I again, we don't know. I'm just curious, though, how long Scott Drew gives this team a break. You know, we, we talk about getting fresh legs, getting, getting your legs back on you. And he even mentioned it uh, in, in the uh, postgame presser that, you know, that that's, you know, that's the uh, a benefit of – being eliminated early in this thing is you get to get home and and get that rest. And I'm just curious how much rest they will get before he has them back on the floor working and in particular working on going to the boards. Well, and I was just about to say that's there are a lot of reasons why I'm not a basketball coach, but that's one of them. I would have no idea how to balance getting your team fully rested and ready for the NCAA tournament and really, really working them you know, on rebounding because that cost you the game against Iowa State. Was it Baylor's inability to rebound in the second half or did the Cyclones do something different? When you get out-rebounded that bad, it's not just what Iowa State did. you right. you got you to accept, and I don't even want to say some, you've got to accept responsibility for what happened. I don't, you know, it's... Yeah, if you're going to take the credit, then you... you, And a lot of, you know, look, rebounding can be weird the way the ball comes off the rim a lot of times. But when it's it's that lopsided, it's not just the way the ball's coming off the rim. Yeah, five second half opportunities. Yep. Yeah. That's not just being unlucky. Exactly. All right, it is 346. We're 14 away from four. Coming up at uh, four o'clock, it's the Matt Mosley Show live from Kansas City. And uh, we're going to check in with Matt here in just a couple of minutes, and we'll do that when the John Moore Show continues on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor women's basketball from the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City on 104.9 FM. The Baylor women open playing the Big 12 tournament Friday against Iowa State. 7 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 7.30 tip-off Friday. Follow Nikki Collin and the Baylor women through the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City on 104.9 FM.
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guide, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ryan Fox with an ESPN Central Texas sports update. Baylor softball has two games today, starting at 2.30 versus Boston University, and then again at 5 o'clock against Long Beach State. And you can hear both games on Cool 101.3 FM. The Colleen Ellison boys basketball team begins UIL state tournament play tonight with a semifinal matchup against Mansfield Summit. Tip is scheduled for 8.30 at the Alamo Dome. Mark Adams has stepped down as the head coach of the Texas Tech men's basketball team amid his suspension by the university. Texas Tech dropped their Big 12 tournament opener to West Virginia last night, 78-62. The Baylor men's basketball team fell in the opening round of the Phillips 66 Big 12 tournament, 78-72 to Iowa State. The Baylor women also opened tournament play with Iowa State tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. from the Big 12 Tournament in Kansas City. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. All right, welcome back into the John Morris Show. Tom Barfield and Aaron in for J-Mo this afternoon. And coming up at the top of the hour, Matt Mosley will uh, be coming to you live from Kansas City. And uh, we're trying to connect with, with Matt right now and see, see how things are going. Matt, good afternoon. How are you? Well, I'm doing okay, but I uh, next year at this time, when I'm lobbying hard to come to Kansas City 
and watch some tournament basketball, I do need you to just remind me and just say, hey, Matt, do you realize that Baylor Baylor loses on Thursday every year? Just just please, please tell me that next year because I, I keep expecting a different result, and it did not happen today. It didn't happen today because they didn't rebound at all today. Yeah, um, you know, you have to, at some point, take a certain amount of pride in what you do. And that did not happen today. And it was extremely unfortunate. But I, I kept looking up there. And even when the Bears, it was either tied or or they were up 50-42, they were way down in rebounding. Okay, it was 32-16 at one point, And the game was very close and I thought my gosh this is unbelievable you know obviously the threes were belling this team out this is a team that lives and dies by the three but is short on size and quite honestly energy and toughness and that's uh, really disappointing for a Scott Drew team to be like that but we just have to call it what it is and on a day when your fourth leading scorer comes out and has a career night and hits 28 you probably ought to win that game. You probably ought to find a way to win that game. Out-rebounded. Uh, guys, I almost just tried to stop counting. It was, it was kind of embarrassing. 44-17, does that sound right? It was 44-17. In fact, Iowa State has, has 21 offensive rebounds, and Baylor has 17 total rebounds. Wow. Yeah, that's, that, you know, some stuff on offensive rebounding, there's some luck involved, but then there's sometimes there's just flat out getting outworked. And I promise you, this team got outmuscled. It got outworked. And I, you know, my hat's off to TJ Otzelberger because something happened before that last Baylor, uh, the, the game of the regular season senior day that the Bears lost. And he made a decision to play more people on his team and get almost everybody involved. And, you know, I know you guys were watching that back home. I was in the arena at T-Mobile Center, and it it just was kind of amazing to um, watch them just come at the Bears in waves. And the thing is, I kept thinking, what are they feeding these guys? Because everybody that came off the bench seemingly seemingly (laughs) was like 6'10 or bigger. Even that guy that shoots threes – they got a 6'10 kind of guy that doesn't bang down low who shoots threes. And then they have two big dudes that will bang with you down low. And quite honestly, and you, John, they, they acted like everyday John. Scott hinted that he was maybe sore or something. Uh, he was ineffective. Flo Thombo was very ineffective. And even when they got the ball down low, they, they, they were just getting their shot blocked. So the only reason they were in the game is because Jalen Bridges had a huge game, and it didn't it didn't end up mattering. So uh, the final score suggested it was seventy eight seventy two, but Baylor, oh, from about you know eight seven seven or eight minutes to go in that game, they really weren't in the game, and uh, well, well, Matt, and they got beat. I mean, that's they got beat three three times by that team. You you mentioned Bridges twenty eight points, but your guards Keontae George, L J Cryer, and uh, and Adam Flagler were nine for thirty one. 
Yeah, they weren't good. And, you know, if we're going to call them the best combination of guards in the country, and I, I, I somewhat believe that to be true, then, you know, you got to do better than that. And uh, Flagler did not have a particularly good game. He got banged up, hit a big bucket that, to end the half that put him up 41-38. But he didn't score for a long period of time. Keontae and Jalen Bridges basically were the only people who hit anything in the second half. And, you know, they, they made the final score respectable, but it was a way over. I mean, that game was... I just it was very disappointing because they were down by ten with three and a half or four minutes to go, and it just felt like they had zero chance. Like there was no chance of winning the game. And and guys, the Iowa State fans were great. They were way into it, but they were nervous with like ten minutes left or eleven minutes left. I mean, the Bears were in fine position, and then they just completely cratered. So I, uh, I mean, I'm all for I, I, you know, in in the days to come, I might talk myself into thinking they could make a run. But right now, I don't know how you can watch the way they've played these last two games and really think there's any kind of big run coming from this team. Well, they get on a plane in uh, I don't know five ten minutes and they head back to Waco and let's see what uh, let's see where they go on Sunday night I mean that's that's basically all you can do at this point hey uh what do you what quickly what do you got coming up here on the uh, Matt Mosley program live from Kansas City well we'll hear from Scott we'll hear from Adam Flagler Jalen Bridges we will uh I, I happened uh, after our event last night um, with the office of Baylor alumni I ran into the well, one of the most legendary women's coaches ever, uh, Jody Conrad, and um, I just had a great visit with her. And at the end of it, I said, hey, won't you come on with me tomorrow? And she said, yeah, that's cool. And so um, the Jody, for people that don't know, they know her obviously as the, uh, the longtime great Texas women's basketball coach, but Jody played and graduated from Baylor University. So we got... Uh, that's, uh, uh, she's certainly tied more to the Longhorns, but, uh, that'll be at 420 today and we'll have some campus confidential and then, uh, and then we'll re- be reacting to all this. And of course we'll, uh, you know, this bill self thing's very scary and, uh, that has become the biggest story of this big 12 tournament, uh, even overshadowing everything else. And so we'll come right out of the shoot, uh, addressing the latest on that. What I'm kind of hearing is I make my way around town and then the T-Mobile Center. And, uh, and you know, you don't want to speculate on things like that. But uh, look, I, I think he's going to be okay. But uh, very, very scary. And that has uh, cast a shadow uh, over the entire proceedings here. All right, Matt. Uh, that'll be coming up at the top of the hour. We appreciate it and look forward to the program. And uh, we will uh, talk to you soon. Thanks. Appreciate it. Have a, a good afternoon. That is Matt Mosley live from uh, Kansas City. He's coming up in just a couple of minutes. That is going to do it for the John Moore Show. And our co- continuing coverage of uh, Big 12 basketball is uh, presented by uh, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Uh, we will see you. I'll see you again in the morning at 7 a.m. You want to come hang out with us like at 7, Aaron? I mean, you think that would that – would, uh, be something you'd you'd want to you'd want to do a.m. seven a.m. That's just about the time that I'm 
get up, let my dog out, and lay down for my second nap. <laughs> so probably not. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll be right here waiting for you. 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Have a good afternoon.